You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. Friends out there, and uh, you know, in their absence, you guys are blessed. Uh, hopefully you're blessed today. <laughs> <laughs> to hear me preach the message here today. You know? And... Um, you know, for today, you know, when we look at our life on a day-to-day basis, uh, vision is something that we need. We need our eyes to be able to engage and interact with the world. You know, I'm sure you know. Every day when we wake up, we notice the world around us. You know, we notice the beauty of the world. We see the the, the cultures, the races, the different languages around us. But we also notice the pain in the world as well and the sorrow in the world. You know, all you need to do is just to look at the newspaper on a day-to-day basis. And you have to see the tragedy and the pain that occurs around the world. Yeah. You know, when we talk about vision, the world understands the need for vision. Yeah. You know, when you look at the world, they understand that we need people who can see beyond the ordinary. Yeah. When we look at companies, when we look at the CEO, they need men or women who can actually oversee their businesses and have greater vision of how the business can thrive and survive. You know, when we look at countries, Countries need great leaders. Yeah. Leaders who have great vision to, to take the nation to where it's never been before. That's right. You know? You know, we see the world around us on a day-to-day basis. But the amazing thing as well is we are surrounded by another world as well. Yeah. A spiritual realm where many do not see. Yeah. And many in the world do not see because they are blind to it. Yeah. You know, I think for us, you know, as the men, obviously we were grateful. Uh, last week, we had to go out to Liverpool Street uh, to go share our faith. It's always great when you go out and really talk to people about God. Yes, you know, And uh, we're able to meet great people and we've got great contacts. Yes. But also, as well, you're able to realize that many people actually don't see their need or desire for God. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and that, in a way, kind of saddens you to a degree. Yeah. And what the scripture that, that reminds me of is in 2 Corinthians. Okay. Chapter 4. All right. The scripture says from verse 4. It says that even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. I mean, the scripture I describe, it says, you know, to the people in the world, a veil covers their eyes. To the extent that they are blind to actually see the beauty and the majestic of God through Christ. But I think, in as much as we see the world being blind, also as disciples as well, if we're not careful, we could also, in a way, have some form of blindness as well. That's right. You know? And as a church, we need vision. We need vision to be able to see where we're at in our relationship with God. The Bible says, as you guys always know, it says that without vision, my people perish. And as a a church, we definitely understand that we got to have vision to be able to strive. Let's look at Revelation 3. See what happens to a church that lost its sight. Revelation 3, we're going to read from verse 17. The scripture says, says, You say I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize 
that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I cancel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. I mean, Christ is talking to a church here where they've actually lost their sight. Even though they were in a relationship with God, but they've actually drifted away from God. And vision, as we were saying, the world needs to understand it, but also the church as well. We need to actually understand where we're at when it comes to our relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a life for a blind man is challenging. Yeah. Um, if you're blind, it's, it's difficult to interact and, and engage with the world around you. What you can see can actually hurt you. Yeah. You know, if you have an unseen cancer or AIDS, that can have a devastating impact on your life without realizing it's dead. You know, if you have an unseen computer virus, I'm sure many of you have got, you know, viruses sometimes, and you click on that email, boom, just messes up, you know, your computer, and for the rest of the week, you know, you have to sort that out. You know, if you, if you don't see that banana skin in the middle of the road, and you walk over the banana skin, I mean, that is going to mess up your day in a great way. You know? So what we don't see can actually impact us. And the story we're going to look at today is about a man who was able to see beyond the ordinary. He was able to see more than anyone else can see. And the title of my message today is The Great Need for Great Vision. You know? Let's look at the scripture and see what the scripture says when it comes to vision. Let's look at Hebrews 11, 24 to 27. Hebrews 11, 24 to 27. The scripture says, it says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeing pleasure of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Because he was able, because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who was invisible. I mean, the scripture is, it describes was Moses. It says Moses was a man who was able to see beyond what ordinary men can see. Yeah. He said he was able to see the invisible. Yeah. You know? And I think. That's what the scripture is telling us. It says that realm is actually the real reality. Yeah. What we live, where we live right now, that's not the real reality. The spiritual realm is a real reality, and that's where our focus must engage. So what I'm going to be looking at today, I'm going to be looking at three points of areas in our life or as a church where we could be blind. Yeah. And we've got to be mindful. Of, you know? And my first point is blind to God's sovereign power. Yeah. Come on. We're going to look at 2 Kings 6. Ooh. That's what we're going to focus more today. 2 okay. Kings 6. We're going to pick it up from verse 8. Come on, Come on, bro. The scripture says, it says, 
Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place, because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elijah won the king so that it was, it was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers. But Elijah, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel, the, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Ooh. I mean, it's a quite uh, uh, interesting story here. It says, obviously, the king of Aram was at war with Israel. And he says every time he set up a, a trap for them. He always wanted to set up a trap so that he can capture them. And he says every single time he set up a trap, the, the king of Israel, you know, they, they never kind of like went to that place that, you know, he set the trap. Mm -hmm. And every single time, again and again, he did it, but then they didn't fall to the trap, yeah. you know. And he says he was so enraged and angry that he thought in a way, you know, he actually got a spy in the camp. He's like, no, this, you know, I can't believe this. Every time I set a trap, Nothing is working. There must be a spy in the camp. But from him trying to find out, he realized that actually, you know what? No, we don't have a spy in the camp. But actually, Israel has got a prophet. Where the very thing you do, the very thing you do in your bedroom, the, he actually knows about it. Wow. You know? And you can imagine if you were the king here, yeah, where you're hearing this kind of message that, you know what? There's another, your enemy can actually see your, the very thing you're doing in your bedroom. Wow. Wow. Everywhere you move, this guy knows about it. I mean, this will actually convict you, is it? Yeah. Know that, wow, what kind of power does this guy have to be able to see my movement and see what's going on? Yeah. And I was imagining for myself, you could imagine, you know, me coming to church right now and even preaching to you right now. Mm. And I'm able to pick out every single one's name and tell the church what you just did last night and what you just did this morning. Oh my goodness. I'm sure many of you will be cringing in your seat right now. And you'll be thinking, what did I just do last night in case this guy actually, you know. But, but you can imagine that, though. Know? You can imagine if I had that kind of power. Wow. And I said, you know, bro, you know, you were watching YouTube too late last night. Ooh, you know? Yeah. Or say, you know, you love lick pool away that chocolate cake, you know? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, we'll be convicted, isn't it? If, if we know that, man, someone's got that power to be able to yeah. see my life. Yeah. But, but this king, actually, he wasn't quite convicted. Yeah. You know, even though he had that message, he wasn't kind of convicted, like, wow, who is this, who is this, uh, what God is this guy serving that he's able to see my life? Yeah. And he didn't have the fear of God in his, in his heart. Mm. You know, because he was blind, he became a fool. Mm. And the main thing is, even with this king, if we if read the, uh, the chapter before that, we know the story about Naaman, the, the, the commander of the army. He had leprosy, leprosy and he went to Elijah. Mm. And we know the story that and obviously Elijah cured him of his leprosy. But he was a king in that time. And he knows the story of Elijah yeah. and him curing Naaman of his leprosy. Mm. But quickly he forgot about the God of Israel. Mm. You know? 
And we could be the same as well, where if we don't really focus on God, and we don't acknowledge his power in our life, mm. we can just be just like this king. Yeah. Where we take for granted the power of God in our life. Mm. You know? Come on, bro. When you look at your own life as well, in what areas are you taking for granted the power of God in your life? Mm. Wow. You know? Even as you came to church today. Because we can be in church, we can feel like I'm coming to church, but actually you're not really connected to God. Yeah. The power of God is now lacking because your focus is not in the right place. Mm -hmm. You know, how can we know we're not really we're taking God for granted? Well, it can show in some ways. It can show in your lack of singing. Yeah. Yeah. When you come to God and, uh, you know, you come to worship and people have to literally force you to sing to God. Yeah. It can show up in you just strolling in late. Yeah. Take for, right. for granted your relationship with God or the church. Yeah. It can show up in you not even serving the church. Yeah. When you come into church and people are moving the seats and you're just coming in with your headphones just in your own world. Yeah. Just in, you know, enjoying your, your little world there. Preacher, bro. You can come in, you even come in church and not even taking notes. Yeah. You hear the messages again and again. You don't take notes, you just listen and you come out, the message is gone out. Yeah. You know? You can, you can even not worship God in, a, in the right way by not putting into practice the challenges we've been given, even, even in the messages. Yeah. You know, one of the brothers I really want to lift up uh, is, is uh, brother uh, Jermaine. Come on, Come on, bro. And uh, he's a guy that doesn't take for granted his relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, as you guys know, he always, you know, he always looks for opportunities to serve. Yes. He's an usher, you know, he takes care of the teens. Yeah. And uh, what really amazed me about his heart is even, even though Kobe and Rebecca are away, you know, he called me this week, like, bro, you know, what, is there any area you want me to help you to serve? Mm. And I'm like, wow, what, a, what an incredible heart. Yeah. Right. You know, the ladies are away, this is the time where we all need to rally up and say, you know what, what area do I need to help? Yeah. But he was looking out for, you know, let me look out, because this is my church, and this is, you know, we need to work together as a team. Yeah. You know, as you come here today, what areas are you taking for granted in your relationship with yeah. You know, when you look at the church as well, are you really giving your heart? Because yeah. if you don't give your heart, guess what, you take it for granted what we have. Yeah. If you don't give your heart, you're just worshiping in vain. And that's not what we want to do here. We want to worship God and serve Him because we know the power that He's done in our life. Yeah. 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 Come on. You know, Jermaine is about the Lord's business. Mm. Yeah. When you look at your life as well, are you about the Lord's business or are you about your own business? Mm. You know, are you preoccupied with actually doing something for God? Are you just preoccupied with just meeting your own needs? You know, for myself, you know, I have to look at my own relationship with God as well, where I realize, you know what, I've been taking God for granted in some areas. You know, when we come to church, like, what, you know, Kobe challenges last week. He says, you know, you know, I, I give the church challenges, but we don't actually put them into practice. You know, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I heard the messages, I take down the notes, but I don't actually go back and say, you know what, how am I going to apply this this week? Yeah. You know, and I was like thinking to myself, this is one area I can take the leadership for granted. This is the area where I can take God for granted. Wow. We don't see it that way, but actually you are taking God for granted. Yeah. Because if you're hearing the messages and you're not applying the principles you've been given, guess what? You're disobeying God. Yeah. And you're not actually applying principles that will actually strengthen you in your work with God. Mm -hmm. So my challenge for you this week is I want you every single day to see areas where God is displaying His power in your life and to make note of it. Mm. Make note of the power of God in your life. Don't just take your relationship with God for granted. You know, with this God, with this king, he ignored the power of God. 
and became blind. The second area we could be blind, a second point is blinded through self-righteousness. Let's continue in the same chapter. We're going to read from verse 13 to 14. So this king has just been told, obviously, Elijah can see everything that he's doing. And we see the response there. He says, go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dutton. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and captured the city. So we see, I mean, the king was enraged. He heard about, obviously, Elijah being able to see his heart and thoughts and action. And he was enraged that this guy was able to actually see everything that he's doing. Yeah. And he sends men, a whole army, actually, to go to that city and capture this one man. I mean, when you look at it, it's a bit, it's a bit too much if you just go capture a guy, isn't it? Yeah. You have to send a whole army to go capture one man. <laughs> wow. But you know what? That's what happens when sin actually engage, you know, takes over our life. Mm. When we're so consumed by sin. Because mm. this king, I mean, he was so consumed by wanting to take down Elijah. And I think that, you know, for us, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been in that kind of situation where maybe someone wrongs you and you are so consumed with rage and you want revenge, you want justice, yeah. you know, you can't sleep, you're like rest, restless, you're like, man, I gotta like clear my name, man. Yeah. But <laughs> sin actually consumes us in that process, we are consumed by it. Yeah, that's right. And the moment is, and the amazing thing is, we are consumed, why? Because we want to protect our own ego yeah. rather than actually protecting God's name. Yeah. And I remember there was a scenario, there was a situation even for myself as well, where there was one time I was really mad at the brother, man. Mm. man this, brother, this brother ticked me off. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to another brother, I'm like, man, I can't believe this guy just did this and did that and did that. And uh, the brother was looking at me and was like, man, bro, I wish the same energy you got here, where you're so angry, if you could put that into reaching out and saving the lost. <laughs> man, just with your fire, man. You know? And I was thinking to myself, actually, that's, that is so true, isn't it? Yeah. If we have so much power, energy, yeah. trying to protect your own name and ego, yeah. that you have actually in protecting God's name, guess what? That's self-righteousness. Yeah. You know? We should be more consumed in proclaiming God's name than actually trying to protect our own name. Wow. And that's what, that's what happened with this game. You know, it was more about protecting his own glory than actually proclaiming God's God's glory, wow. <laughs> you know? So for us, sin will always blind us. You know, as a church, you know, what makes us unique is we believe in the, in the power of discipling. Yeah. Every single one of us saying is, is in some form of discipling relationship. Mm. Why is that? Because we need people in our lives to be able to hold us accountable in our relationship with God and also be able to help point out the sin in our life so that we make sure that we, are, we stay on the, on the straight and narrow. Yes. You know, we gotta give people access to all areas of our heart. Amen. You know, when you look at your own life as well right now, are you actually giving your heart to your discipling relationship? Are you giving access to all areas of your life? You know, what area in your heart right now you're holding back from God and your relationship that you're in as well? You know, do you know what sin Satan is trying to use right now to take you out mm. this very moment? Because if you're not conscious of it, it's only a matter of time before you're taking out. You know, how easy do you forgive and how easy do you trust? 
Because if you don't learn to trust and if you don't learn to forgive, it's going to damage your relationship with God. That's yeah. right. Come on. Preach your life. You know? Preach. Where is your energy invested in right now when you look at your work with God? When you look at your time, you know, what's consuming your time this very moment as well? Are you more consumed playing PlayStation or are you more consumed saving the lost? That's a good question. You know? Are you more consumed looking at YouTube videos or are you more consumed with reading the Word of God? Are you more consumed sharing the latest gossip or are you more consumed sharing your faith? You know, we gotta invest our resources to build the kingdom up. We gotta invest our time, everything. Otherwise, you're gonna invest your sin and you're gonna tear down the church. You know, for the king, he thought in a way, for him to have victory, he has to get rid of Israel's eyes and ears. He knew that, you know what, if I capture Elijah, I capture Israel. And in the same way, we could be the same as well. Where even in our relationship with God, or even in our interaction with one another, there are times where things can be pointed out in our own heart as well. But instead of repenting, guess what? We go after other things, just like the skin. Instead of actually looking at where am I at in my work with God. You know, this king guy was a foolish, foolish king. Because if Elijah was able to know his thoughts, guess what? He was able to know that he's sending people to yeah. capture him in the first place. <laughs> you know? And that's what sin does to us. Sin makes us become yeah. fools. Like what the Bible says, it says, you know, you know, those who don't really think God exists becomes foolish yeah. in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with this king, that's exactly what happened. But also in a way, that's what Satan wants to do. Satan wants to separate us from our relationship with God. You know, how much are you protecting your relationship with God? How much do you value it? How much do you protect it? You know, are you making peace with Satan or are you making peace with God? Because either way, you're going to be making peace with something. You know, Satan is at war with us and we got to be aware of that. In as much as you want to go draw closer to God, setting that way as well wants to draw you away from it. Mm. You know, without Elijah, Israel would be an easy trap for the king. If we're not close to God as well and we're tolerating sin in our lives, guess what? We're going to be an easy trap for Satan as well. Mm. We got to see the sins in our lives so that we can grow in our walk with God. Amen. So my challenge for you is to kind of like, you got to ask someone who's very close to you, to tell you the honest truth about you, something that they might be even be uncomfortable telling you. Wow. You know? Sometimes we need those true, honest conversations oh, yeah, to yeah. help us know where we really are. Yeah. My third point is blinded through fear. Mm. We can be blinded through fear. Let's look at verse 15. See what happens there when, once the army went to the city. It says, When the servant of the, of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots mm. are surrounding the city. Oh, no, my Lord. What shall we do? The servant asked. So we see here, obviously, this, this army, they managed to find where Elijah was. They surrounded the city. And it says there that what you know the servant of Elijah woke up early in the morning and uh, probably went to ease himself and looked out the window and he sees his 
incredible army all around him. And he was like, oh my goodness, we are in trouble here. You know? But you can imagine though, I mean, he, he went the night before, he had a good night's sleep, and woke up, and within a few seconds, that good night's sleep became an incredible nightmare. Yeah. You know? And that's how sometimes life is, where one minute you actually are enjoying it, you're having a great time, you're like, wow, this is awesome. And then the next minute, something else happens, you're like, oh my goodness, how did this switch to, you know, from this moment to that scenario? Yeah. And I remember when I first got married as well, you know. We're church, isn't it? We're, you know, we got, we got, you know, we're open now. You know, I got, uh, first got married with my wife, and I booked this lovely place for us where we go have a massage, wow. you know, just relax yourself, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it was actually a nice experience. We had a nice massage, it was romantic, we had a great time. And uh, we were making our way out from that place, and we're going to get some food, you know, afterwards. And uh, situations happen, we got into a conversation, and you know, misunderstanding in one way, you know, one way. and. Uh, my wife stumbled out from the restaurant. She was ticked off. She was like so ticked off. She just stumbled out and boom. I didn't know where she went. I was like, what just happened there? You know? From one minute we were just we just had a nice relaxing you know, massage. The next minute we get into a heated argument and then she just stumbled out. You know? And you know we managed to you know we resolve the conversation. Don't worry. You know, we're back to the um, but that's the way sometimes life is. Yeah. One minute, you know, you know, you're having a great time. The next yeah. minute, you don't know the big problem that's just coming to face yeah. you. Yeah. And that's what happened with the servants here. And um, and his reaction shows where he was at in his walk with God. Obviously, well, as we just read, he yeah. says, "Oh, oh no, my Lord, what shall we do?" Mm. It's a cry of desperation. And I think. In our, in our own life as well, there are moments where we feel hopeless. There are moments where we feel like, I don't have a clue what we're going to do there. Yeah. How are we going to get out of this situation? You know, for yourself as well, when you look at your life, you know, what situations right now in your life are gripping you with fear? Just like your servants now. Mm. You know, what situation do you see or are you confronted with right now mm. where you're, you're, you're gripped with fear? It could be a financial situation, it could be a relationship, it could be the worries of life. You know, do you see God in the situation that you, you're faced in, or do you just see fear? Yeah. You know, how are you reacting to the un unexpected problems in your life? Because we always, we, always, we always get those situations, Ben. We're not in control of our life. Situations will happen with beyond your control. Mm. You know, how are you reacting to them? Mm. You know, are you seeing fear in them, or are you seeing God? Mm. We know, when we look at the story here, eh, there's a reason why Elijah was meant to stay in that city because if you think about it god could have just said you know what take your bag pack this guy's coming you know we don't, you know um you don't want him to uh, to catch you but i believe in a way god wanted elijah to stay in this city because he wanted to demonstrate and there was uh, some lessons and principles we had to learn from it yeah. Yeah. you know for god he wanted to demonstrate his power and teach the assyrians that he's a mighty god yes yeah. you know for elijah's servant he wanted to teach him the principle of trusting in God and having faith in Him. Mm -hmm. You know, for Israel, God wanted to display His power so they know that God exists among them. And I believe this principle is written down as well. So when we read it, as we're reading it right now as well, it gives us faith to know that, you know what, there is a God that can actually help us in every situation that we're in. 
and there's another kingdom that exists beyond this. Because, you know, as a people, what we tend to do is we are good at focusing on problems, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We are really good at focusing on problems. I'm sure even as you're here right now as well, you're looking at problems right now, you're cracking your head up. We love to see problems. That's the way, that's our DNA. We just love it, you know? But guess what? Looking at, seeing problems is not what gives you faith. That's right. Being an expert in spotting problems is not what gives you faith. Yeah. Having a solution to the problem is what gives you faith. Yes. You know? Come on, Dave. So for yourself, what are you feeding yourself with? Even as we're talking right now as well, are you feeding yourself with faith or are you feeding yourself with doubt? Yeah. Mm. Come on. You know, when people are in your midst, what do they feel? You know, when people come and interact with you, are they filled with faith that they leave that conversation like, wow, you know what? That was an incredible conversation I just had with this brother, man. This guy just filled me with faith. Mm. Or did the people leave drained from your you know, interaction with you? Did you suck the faith out of people that are around you? You know, when you talk to people, what do you talk about? Do you talk about the problems of the world, the problem in society, the problem in the church? Or do you talk about the vision for the kingdom? Yes. You talk about your dream for the kingdom. What do you talk about? What do you fill your mind with? You know? Because as a people, just like with his servants, he just saw problems. He didn't have faith in God. Now let's look at Elijah and see how he dealt with the situation that was presented with. Let's read from verse 16 to 17. The scripture says, says, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Yeah. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Mm -hmm. And Elijah prayed, Amen. open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. I mean, we see here, this guy is panicking, like, oh my goodness, we're in trouble here, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Went to Elijah, and, and, and Elijah responds was totally different. Yeah. He says Elijah was not even moved by the situation. Yeah. He looked at it, and he says, you know what? Do not fear. Mm. And, and you know the funniest thing, I mean, when I look at this scenario, scenario I think, I mean, one of the things I strongly believe in, I, I strongly believe in God's protection. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I strongly believe that, you know what? Satan can't touch me unless God allows it. Right. You know, and the, the amazing thing is, you know, I come from a, come from a country, Nigeria, yeah, and uh, we can be a people who are full of fear, yeah. where we fear more black magic, what people are going to do to us, yeah. than we fear the power of God's protection. Wow. Yeah. You know, people sometimes are so secretive of their lives, like, I don't want to tell people where I'm going in case they do something to, to me. Yeah. But I've always, I've not really had that kind of mindset because I believe in a way if God is with you, what can man do to you? That's right. That's right. You know? And we got to have that same mindset as well. That in every situation we go through, God is with us. Yeah. You know? And when we look at this scenario, well, the way Elijah responded was quite amazing as well. He said, you know, he gave his servant that faith because he says, do not fear. You know, when we read the scripture, that's one of the scriptures, I mean, that's one of the words God always uses, isn't it? When, when the angels yes. appear, you know, it says, do not be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Because we tend to be afraid all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's what we got to do as well. When you speak to people where they lack faith, you got to give them the word of God. You got to put faith back into them. Mm -hmm. 
The second thing Elijah did was he prayed. He said, God, open his eyes so that he can see what yeah. I see. Come on. You know, there are times where we don't have, people don't have the vision, but you got to give them the vision yeah. to be able to see what God wants them to see. Yeah. You know, as a church, we, you know, we have a great vision. Amen. Yeah. Our vision is to take the gospel to all nations in our generation. Yeah. That's right. That's the task that we will complete. Yeah. But guess what? For it to be completed in this generation, Guess who's in, in this generation? Yes. We are. We are in this generation. Yeah. It's not going to be the next generation we're going to complete it. It's not going to be the, the ones past. It's going to be us. We have to complete the mission. Yes. Yeah. You know, are you part of this great vision? Yeah. You know, do you see yourself as helping to complete this great vision that we have? Wow. You know, when we look at all these nations, eh? Guess who's going to go? Mm -hmm. We have to go. Yes. Yeah. Come on. If we don't want to go. Those churches ain't gonna be planted. Yeah. Right. You know, for us, we gotta like buy into this great vision. The vision, the task could seem like, man, this is beyond us. How can we do this? Sometimes what we could be sharing, I feel like, man, how are we gonna get this city for God? Yeah. But we gotta believe that God will always do the impossible. Yeah. And we gotta fill that mind with faith. Yeah. Because Satan is always about closing people's eyes. Satan wants to close people's eyes to the gospel. But God has given us the task to actually open people's eyes to the gospel. Amen. You know, for myself, obviously coming from, from a, a Muslim background in a way, I mean, what really helped me was sitting down and really reading the scriptures and understanding the true identity of Christ in the scriptures. Yes. God opened my eyes to see the reality of Christ in a different way. Yep. And for us as well, God has opened our eyes, He's given us vision that the world don't have, but what are we doing with that vision? Are you keeping that vision to yourself, or are you actually going to empower someone else with that vision? Because that's what God has given us. You know, as a church, we've got to be known for our faith and be bold when we go out and share our faith. Because when we look at the world, the world is dying because the world is blind. But if we are the eyes of the world, we've got to be empowered by God, by the vision he's given us, to actually proclaim his message. So my, my challenge to you is I want you to do something bold this week as you share your faith. <laughs> I want you to do something you've never done before. Okay. Come on. When we look at this story as well, you know, when we come to church, we come to worship God. Mm. And, and the main thing as well is wherever God is, guess what? His host of angels are there. Because when we look at Elijah, yeah, they always said there were like chariots of fire all around them. They, they, the guy knew like, you know what, yeah, there might be people there surrounding us, but guess what, there's someone else behind them that they, they cannot even overpower, they can't overpower them. Yeah. And even when we come to churches, do, they, do we kind of have that sense of presence as well? If God is there, guess what, there are actually angels there walking around that you can't see, wow. you know? Do we actually envision that? Yeah. You know, do we actually kind of like kind of tap into that realm in a way to see about, wow, Man, there's some angel right behind, beside, beside me. Wow. You know, we can be, you know, we, we, don't, we don't envision that. We don't actually think about that. Mm -hmm. But where God is, his angels are as well. Yes. Amen. So as you come to church today, are you seeing with the right eyes? Are you seeing with the eyes of faith? Where is your vision today? Is your vision part of the great vision that we have? Or are you, are you consumed just by the worries and troubles of life? Because this world will pass, but guess what? The next one is forever. As the scripture says in Psalm 34, verse 7, it says, The angel of the Lord encamps 
all around those who fear him. I mean, that's the promise of the scriptures there. It says, if you fear the Lord, guess what? Angels of God encamps around you. So as we look at the scripture today, do you have the right eyes? Do you have the right vision? Where is your eyes set right now? Is your eyes just set in the hair now? Or is your eyes set actually in helping to fulfill God's dream? Because like what we said, the vision we've been tasked with is bigger than us. But we gotta actually see that vision and buy into it. Because if we don't, we will actually be blind just like the world. So as we look at the scripture, let's do what God has called us to do. To take his message and be the men and women who change his world. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H.org.uk. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events or devotionals you can find all that on our website also once again we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one